And welcome to Friday in the Pure Opelka Podcast. Mike here, and gosh, I can't believe it's almost the end of October. It's the 27th. Tomorrow's the 28th. Yes, I'll be live on the radio tomorrow night, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It is uh, Halloween weekend, I guess, for a lot of people. There are going to be a lot of uh, crazy Halloween parties. And I think we're talking to Wendy Patrick tomorrow night about how you can avoid a Halloween lawsuit as people set up crazier and crazier displays in their front yards. Uh, more and more people are tripping, stumbling, falling, whatever. So lawsuits are a thing. So we'll talk to Wendy Patrick about that tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You can listen via the Odyssey app on your phone, and it's free, which is a good stinking deal, right? Yeah, free. It's excellent. You should do that. You should join me tomorrow night. Uh, today, not much to say because there's so much that's in flux. We're hearing there are big negotiations and progress made about getting some of the hostages that Hamas has taken, reports were that there are now 230 hostages. And Hamas kind of hinted yesterday that maybe 50 of them had died because of Israeli bombs. I think at least 50 of them died because it's been three weeks almost. And these demons have not treated these people correctly. And many of them were elderly or children. So any deaths should be blamed completely on Hamas. Uh, the, um, the protests on campus are getting stupid. I, I know they were, they were dumb before, but they're getting even dumber. Uh, this protest was filmed on American college campus, and the uh, children, really young adults, but they're mentally children and ignorant. They don't understand history at all, are, are protesting, and uh, this young lady with a bullhorn is standing in front of a banner saying free Palestine and uh, really kind of insulting the United States and Israel as well. But this lady is calling for boycotts. Now, I find this interesting. She's got a bullhorn and she wants uh, a bunch of American companies boycotted. She's, she's not happy about these, these American companies. And some of them, I, I guess I could agree with. Some of the companies she wants boycotted. Well, here, listen to the lady make a presentation with her little bullhorn. We call on you to boycott Starbucks. Whoa, Starbucks? Where are you guys going to meet for your $8 cup of coffee every afternoon? Yeah, talk about woke corporations. So woke apparently is supporting Israel. And these college kids are mad about it. But, but, but wait, there's more. McDonald's, Disney, Nestle, Coca-Cola, Pizza Hut, Burger King, Pepsi, Domino's, Papa John's, Nike, CeraVe, and Airbnb. So all of these companies, which most of these college-aged people use their products, I don't know how many of them are Disney fans. Maybe they are. Who knows? But there's chocolate and soft drinks and pizza and fast food and Nike. And as the camera pulls in, zooms in on the feet of this protester with her bullhorn, we see she's wearing Nike shoes. <laughs> These idiots. They are truly useful idiots. 
And speaking of useful idiots, the Democrats have their own. His name is Joey Biden. And he was uh, speechifying on the uh, official visit of the Prime Minister of Australia two days ago. And I, I'm just amazed at how often he screws up stuff. Here he was talking again about building a railroad <laughs> from Saudi Arabia all the way up through Israel and to Greece. Yeah, across the Mediterranean, a railroad. We are working with our G7 partners to provide infrastructure for the very nations that they're trying to deal with. We want to, for example, at the, G, at the G20, we were able to act on a proposal I had to bring to build a railroad all the way from Riyadh, all the way through the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Israel, up through Greece, and then across, the, not the railroad, but pipeline across the, the, the Mediterranean up into Europe. So he didn't mean railroad. He meant a pipeline. Yeah, I could see that. I could see getting confused between a railroad and a pipeline. They're pretty similar, right? God help us. This oatmeal-brained moron. Ugh. And then there's his press secretary, KJP, Cringe, Cringe Jean-Pierre, who was asked if um, Speaker Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, if he is viewed by the president as a MAGA extremist. Now, you would think new Speaker, you want to kind of make sure that you create some bipartisanship collegiality between the, the two different political parties. But this question is, hey, does he view, does Joe Biden view Mike Johnson, the new Speaker, as a MAGA extremist, after all, he supported Trump. Uh, a lot of people on the mainstream media are calling him an election denier, you know, even though the Democrats were the election deniers before anybody was an election denier. But here's what KJP said. It's an interesting exchange. The president views Speaker Mike Johnson as a MAGA extremist. Look, I would have to let the speaker speak for himself, obviously. He has, I think he has defined himself as that way. Uh, so he's going to have to answer that, that question for himself. What we can say is we want to get, the, we want to move forward on making sure that we get the work done on behalf of the American people. The president is willing to do that in a good fa faith fashion, as we have been able uh, to do that on many bipartisan uh, laws now that the president was able to push uh, through Congress with Democrats and, and Republicans. That's what we want to see. Hmm. Dodge the question. She's not very smart. I guess she matches her boss, right? Kind of fits nicely. It just meshes beautifully. Uh, also, in the, the situation regarding the shooter in Maine, that situation seems to have sort of breaking news every couple hours, so I'm not going to dive into it other than you got to feel for the poor people of that area on another day of lockdown until they find this guy. I suspect, and I said this yesterday, I think he's probably dead near the boat launch area. Probably pulled his car up, took his own life, and he's been floating or uh, at the bottom of that river. They've got divers there, so we'll find out. But here's the other story that we heard today from our friend John Lott Jr., the guy who studies the Second Amendment and wants to protect the Second Amendment like most of us. John Lott Jr. Jr. points out that the bowling alley and the bar and restaurant, both of those places, gun-free zones. The bowling alley, definitely, there's a sign on the door. 
he anticipates, he expects that the, the restaurant bar was also a gun-free zone. Gun-free zones make for easy pickings for these crazy killers. Just amazing. Uh, tomorrow night, we're going to get deep into where the campaigns are going because now that Joe Biden has a uh, another contender in his own party, congressman from Minnesota, who's, who's not going to go anywhere. Uh, but you've got the campaign of Robert Kennedy starting to ramp up. By the way, a, um, another crazy person tried to break into Kennedy's home. Second time this guy's done it, been arrested. Can they give him Secret Service protection? Would that be that expensive compared to all the other crap you guys are spending money on? I don't think so. I'm not a Kennedy fan, and I think he's eventually going to be seen as the socialist he really is. Uh, he's been talking about reparations, and for the second time in two weeks, he had to readjust what he meant when he talks about reparations. It's reparations, or it is uh, readjustment of where everybody is in society to try and even things out. Yeah, it's socialism. Very, very much socialism. Uh, we will get to so many stories, but uh, there is news on the automotive strike, the auto worker strike, which is going on now for weeks. And uh, th there's all kinds of news happening around it. So let's get our buddy in here. Uh, Lauren Fix, the car coach, is with us, and you should follow Lauren on social media as well as on her YouTube channel, Car Coach Reports. Lots going on, huh, Lauren? Hello. Yes, lots going on in the automotive world. I was in Detroit, actually. Um, picked up this lovely cold. That sounds when you're standing outside watching these strikers and listening to what's going on. A lot going on. I was talking to some executives as well. Got some really interesting inside information. And I was there when Stellantis suddenly got the shutdown on their Ram truck plant and everybody was suddenly these people that were, this was all a group of people for the North American car and truck of the year. And they're gone. Cause obviously everybody's got to be on big conference calls. And um, then the next morning, general motors announces their quarterly earnings. And I went, uh Oh, as soon as I saw it, I went, uh Oh, and you have $3 million of quarterly earnings. And you're saying to the UAW, yeah, we don't know the money. We don't know the money. Yeah. So they came back and said, fine, we're going to shut down your Arlington, Texas plant which is your big SUV plant. You like Escalades and you know, all the very popular SUVs. Oh. So then we, we know what's going to happen next. Ford's supposed to announce their quarterly earnings and they settled just before because they know they're coming after them. <laughs> and they can't, they've already shut down the F-150 plant. They, they actually took the bulk of the, of, the, of the impact of all the shutdowns. So far, UAW has come to a, we'll call it just to make it simple, a verbal agreement with uh, Ford. And that'll be voted on over the weekend. And uh, hopefully they'll all be back to work on Monday. In the meantime, I was talking to some high-level executives, and they were saying they believe the UAW would be was willing, and this is what I'm still hearing, they're willing to hold out to the end of the year. Now, maybe that's great to get what you want, but what's the impact to the workers? I mean, these people are living on $500 a week, and they got to pay taxes on that. I mean, how do you live like that till the end of the year? That that's, it makes for a very tough holiday season. Oh, it makes for a, a bad holiday season for everyone involved, and, and not just the workers, but the businesses that rely on the holiday purchases from all those workers. So while this starts to unwind, Lauren, uh, yeah. it looks like we may have Ford settling, and then that may Maybe GM. Maybe, maybe GM. And maybe that'll trigger Stellantis, 
and then maybe everybody's back to work. And, I think and, you're being very hopeful. Not, Stellantis is going to be the last one. If Stellantis does not settle with Unifor, which is the Canadian UAW, which they're the only one that hasn't settled yet, they could go on strike. Yeah, I think that Stellantis is going to hold out. And the reason I think that, Stellantis is a French company. They're owned by a conglomerate called Exor, E-X-O-R. They don't really care because they'll like, you know what? We'll just move our, we'll move our plants. We'll move to Mexico. We'll move to Canada. We are already building the Dodge Hornet that comes in as an Alfa Romeo Tonali that's rebadged. They're in it to make money and they don't want to be held hostage. I mean, right now, Jeep is in Belvedere, Illinois, but they could move to non-union states. So that's the one you want to watch. Stellantis could really hurt the union. All right, Lauren, in the midst of all of that, we are hearing, and you're even reporting on it, and Bloomberg's reporting that the electric vehicle industry is in worse shape than anybody thought. We're seeing really bad numbers out of the EV industry. Does this mean they'll back down, and, and just how bad are the numbers? They're bad. Uh, I, now, you remember... When I first started telling everyone the truth about electric cars, I took a ton of heat from automotive journalists, from brands that wouldn't invite me out to their events because, oh, we're all electric. And if you don't drink the Kool-Aid, too bad. You know what? I'm going to continue to tell the truth like you do every day. And if they don't like it, that's their problem. But I'm not going to lie to consumers and drink the Kool-Aid. I refuse to do it, and I don't care at what cost. And so the truth is, it's finally coming out, and I'm seeing it everywhere. It's not on Fox News, it's not on Bloomberg, it's seen it on Reuters. And then I find this report, which I found extremely interesting. The Society of Automotive Engineers, known as SAE, so they tell the mechanics how much to tighten the bolts, essentially. I'm a member of SAE since the 80s. I'm, I'm actually an engineer. They came and did a report, and they found that the average electric vehicle fell short of the advertised range. Well, wait a minute, wasn't the government supposed to mandate that electric cars were, were all controlled and we were being honest about the range? Well, guess what? They lied. No kidding. Not that the government has ever lied to you ever before. Uh, on, on average, an electric vehicle falls short of the advertised range by 12.5%, according to the report. And that's on 21 different brands. And the number one offender, and you would know this, is Tesla. <laughs> yeah, well... Your, your electric car never went as far as they told you. But then again, at the same time, when you look at the sticker on a car and it tells you, you know, the MPG, that's never yeah. completely accurate either. And, no. and, and they put an asterisk and they say it depends on driving habits and road conditions. So and they, weather. Yeah. And weather when it comes to electric cars. Oh, yeah. It's a lot worse in the winter, I could tell you. But so at the end of this, Lauren is the reality that the consumer's waking up and saying, we don't want these cars. So how is the automotive industry going to change gears? Because if you went all in on electrics and the, the consumer doesn't want it, but the government wants you to have it, who's going to win that battle? Well, that's the interesting question. I was on with Neil Cavuto and he asked me this question about pretty much the same way you just asked. And I said, well, what no one's talking about is General Motors had an agreement with Honda to produce small electric vehicles that would beat Tesla. Now, it's really hard to beat Tesla when you blaze the trail that far ahead of everyone else. They ended that agreement this week. $6.5 billion agreement is gone. And the reason is Honda knows, as Toyota does as well, because Akio Toyota, who is the father of, of the brand, said this doesn't work. 
We're going to have ammonia. We're going to use hydrogen. We're going to use synthetic fuel. And there's other answers. But they know that if they start going all electric, they're out of business and they're not going to take that risk. So when you think of Toyota as, as a lot of their, most of their products built, built here in the U.S., at least for the U.S. market, they're a big part of Japan. And their and their Honda, Toyota, and Nissan are a big, big chunk of the Japanese economy. And they are not willing to take a loss, especially what's going on over there right now. All in that Asia area, very volatile. Anything can happen at any time. They can't afford to be hurting their own economy to make China happy to make electric vehicles. Remember, China knew they couldn't win in the combustion engine market. They knew it was impossible. They produce cars, but how do you beat everyone who's been there forever, especially the Germans? Well, you come up with this great idea. You tell everyone that it's better for the environment to go with electric vehicles, and that's what they did. And that was part of their big plan. And part of the plan was to get everyone on board. And guess what? The foolish people of the world followed. And I, again, I keep saying I will continue to tell the truth at whatever cost, because I am not going to lie to consumers. I've been doing this for 40 years. There is no way I'm going to lie to people and tell them this is the best thing since sliced bread. If you want to buy an electric car, you should be able to buy one and love it. If you don't want one, you should be able to buy gas, diesel, plug-in hybrid, hybrid, whatever you want. But limiting people to one option is like saying you could only have a cheeseburger. Oh, no, even better. You could only have an impossible burger made with crickets. And that's why we love her. Lauren Fix is the car coach. Follow her on social media, but go to YouTube and go to Car Coach Reports and get the updates. It's not just once a week, and they are smoking hot. Lauren, thank you, my friend. Thank you.